Hello, hello. Welcome to A Dreamer's Experience, Conquer the Chaos. My name is Sean Laurie, and as an entrepreneur and a father of four, I want to give you guys different tools or insights from either myself, my wife, or others that will not only help you as an individual, but also help you as a parent conquer the chaos. And hey, guys, my name is Tiffany Lowry, and I am co-hosting alongside my husband. I do wear many hats, and the two that I am the most proud of is being a mother and a wife. Um, we have had many chaotic moments as a family, but somehow we've always managed to conquer the chaos. And that is why I am excited to be here with you guys and share part of our journey. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have Jason back, guys, as promised. Hey, hey. <laughs> we, we have him back. Um, part one, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it or um, or watch it on YouTube or uh, Apple, whatever you watch your podcast on, I definitely suggest that you going there so you can know what's going on but um just a quick recap um we're talking about just the different struggles that fathers deal with and uh, we talked about things from you know what can trigger us um certain things that impact us as we were growing up um that surface itself as we became a father um and it's it just been a wonderful conversation and i didn't want to uh rush the conversation i wanted to make sure that we could really just dive into the things that we we really want to get into. Um, and so, um, yeah, with that being said, I know we have a few more questions we, we want to dive into. Um, mm -hmm. wife, wifey's been, she's been the narrator. She's been, been yeah. take, taking over while, while we've been weighing in on these questions. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess real quick though, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, man. Feeling right. great. All Another right. beautiful week in the, in the books, you know, sure. now we here. We here been looking forward to continuing the convo. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, wifey, I guess you know. All right. Well, um, in case you guys haven't seen it yet, which you should have by now, um, <laughs> the last question that you know I had asked them was, you know, what are some unhealthy coping mechanisms that they've used uh, when it comes to anxiety or depression? So um, we dove into that. And um, now my next question for you guys is, um, have you ever gotten to a point where you don't feel good enough as a parent? And how did you get out of that mind state? Mm. Here we go again. Y'all starting <laughs> off heavy. Starting off heavy. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'll let you take the lead because I, I felt like last time I was really <laughs> <laughs> you gave us you gave us some good stuff man this this but a lot of people out there don't know this is what we normally do man yes, you yes. know um yes. when me and sean and me and even my family and the lawries get together we always have these conversations kids have a beautiful time and then me and when me and my brother connect on a one-on-one -on -one, uh via phone since he didn't move all the way out to <laughs> Joe Rogan State, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's always these these um, weighty conversations that are just needed. They're needed for all of us, man. So yeah. I just wanted to uh, say that uh, before we get into it. But um, yeah, so uh, one more time the question. One more time the question. I want to really all right. One more time. Dissect so, it. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever gotten to a point where you don't feel good enough as a parent? And mm. how did you get out of that mind state? Yeah, so I shared um, on last week about um, a couple of years ago when my wife and I had to sell our home. 
in order for, and, and I didn't really unpack that, um, but it was just in order for us to stay financially afloat, <laughs> you know, um, and not just keep getting deeper, deeper um, into the financial mess that we were in, if, if I could put it like that. Um, but but even more so, it was about like her becoming a stay-at-home mom um, and us just um, making a way, making the necessary sacrifices needed for our kids to have all of us, to have us just in a way that my wife and I never um, got a chance to have our parents. Um, and, it you know, as I said, my, my parents were amazing. Um, they did the best that they could. But um, as we touched on last week, um, every generation should get better, right? Yeah. Every generation should get better. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure our parents wanted to do things a little differently than their parents did. And, you know, and us, you know, in that same realm and then all the way to our kids, they will. My daughter told me the other day, she was like, yeah, I, I'm already seeing things that when I have, because I was asking her, did she want to have kids one day? She's like, yes, but I'm already seeing things that, I want to do differently. And I'm like, oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. She got a little, you know, a little critiquing. She doing, you know, internally. I said, keep it to yourself. No. <laughs> but um, but when we sold our home and did all of that, to answer your question, 100%, um, I struggled a lot, a lot for a couple of years, actually. Just was it the right decision? You know, should I have fought more to keep the home and, you know, just um, what, who am I without this, without this um, symbol of success, mm-hmm. which is the house, you know, I'm a homeowner. Yes. Like now I'm a good dad because I did this, <laughs> you know, we use these material things to qualify us. Mm-hmm. Um, before myself, um, I went through some coaching and just, you know, uh, went on a whole journey, you know, just in that realm of, you know, what, how, what is the standard that I'm rising up to? And when will I be sad? Because we all have to put those markers, you know, in our journey that tells that we, that we can identify with and tell us that this is what, this is the marker that's telling me I'm on the right track. And I gave a couple of those last week, you know, Um, but before the marker was the material things and now the marker is the immaterial things that can never be taken away from my family the time that we spend together the memories that we're making every time i, I every morning i'm doing affirmations with my kids um my my wife and myself um just looking them in their eyes and telling them i love you you are mine and I'm devoting my life to give you everything that I have. And I'm going to teach you everything I know so you can grow up and be better than I ever was. You know, being able to do that every day. And my kids, they 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 adore, they adore me as a father. It's helped me shift that narrative of, hey, you're a failure because this happened yeah. to, man, look at the investment that you're making that that doesn't have a price tag on it. Mm. You know, look at the investment that you're making in the kids that you're already seeing seeing fruit, they're some of the most amazing kids you will ever meet. You know, well-behaved, very insightful, um, brave, thinkers, not shy. (laughs) You know, like these different things that my wife and I value, we're able to invest and then see it come to fruition, you know? So 
felt inadequate and now getting to this place of, hey, it's not about my circumstance changes. It's, it's about my approach and my perception of my circumstance changing so I can feel that adequacy that will continually build momentum as a parent. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's kind of funny. I, I, I dove obviously in this last week, but mm. it's just funny how a lot of it circles back to finances. Right. Mm. Um, like I, like I That's talked true. about, you know, before, like, as, as a man, it's one of those things where a lot of times that's how we identify with yes. ourselves, you know. And so um, I definitely as well, you know, uh, struggled with that as a parent, um, as a parent, as a, as, a, as a husband, all those things. Like, like yeah. I said before in 2017, you know, because I wasn't working and mm. I felt like a failure because my wife was working, right? Mm. My um, they're going to school, but I'm like, okay, besides, you know, daddy being a, able to help them with their homework and do different things like that, what mm -hmm. else is they bringing? Right? Those are the lies I told myself. Um, and so <clears throat> I think it always goes back to, uh, for a lot of men, I feel like it always goes back to finances. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, okay, well, what does your bank account say? Your bank account says this, okay, you'll be okay. Because uh, even even right, a lot of times, as as fathers, anyways, we think, you know, if I'm bringing this amount of income and I'm doing this, like you shared before with your father, mm -hmm. right, where mm -hmm. he basically he was the support system when it came financially, sure. right, but not necessarily uh, emotionally and things like that. It sounded like right, but again, like, and obviously it was, even though it was a different error, I still feel like we still think like this in many ways as, as, as God, oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah. I, I might not be to go to your baseball game, basketball game, but Hey, I bought you, uh, that new, uh, PS five, right. <laughs> All right. You, you, did. you got the PS five, don't you? you? All right. Well, <laughs> like I'm, I'm your dad. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a work these three jobs. Yeah. Right. Or I'm a work, yeah. whatever one job I'm working 12 hour days. Sure. Um, you sure. don't really see me. I'm, I'm, I'm either when you waking up, I'm going and, and, you know, when you're sleeping, I'm coming back, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, um, but we'll operate in that space and be okay with it. And not realizing the impact that that has on our kids. Oh yeah. Right. Because oh, as, yeah. as for people that have sons, like we do, oh yeah, they don't really get to see what a man is supposed to do, what a father's mm -hmm. supposed to do. So now, they're growing up thinking, okay, as a father, as a, as a husband, as a man, you just work. That's what you do. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what you want to love. You know, you, yeah. you pop up occasionally to, to different events. Mm -hmm. and that's what we do. That's what we see, right? And then for our daughters, oh, yeah, you know what? You're not going to necessarily get that affection, that love. But they love you because, you know what, they they bought you a, a, a diamond ring, whatever, yeah. a bracelet. And then they're gone. Mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. now those women grow up, okay, so financially. So you, I just need a guy that's going to be able to pay. Yeah. Because that's Ooh. what I did, right? Yep. So yep. I just need, as, as long as you have money, we could talk. Because that's how, that's how, that's, that's what that's was how I was trained. Me. Yeah. Yep. That's love to me. Love is your bank account. So, oh, you mm -hmm. don't have whoopty whoopty whoop. Oh, I can't deal mm -hmm. with you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a topic in itself, but. Oh yeah. So, um, so, so it's one of those things that, um, all these different lies we tell ourselves. And so for me, 
how mm -hmm. I was able to, to get out of those issues was to have a different view on how I look at money. Sure, sure. And the way I was able to do that, honestly, is because of her. Because me and her have mm -hmm. two different ways of looking at money. Honestly. Interesting. Right, Interesting. different way. <laughs> I'm the penny pincher. She's like, oh, you know, yeah. no, this will help us long term. I'm like, no, man. Like, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes she's right. But then sure. like, I just feel like you're just trying to state your case. This is not, <laughs> no, this is really not. Yeah. But, but again, even though me and her are different in that ways, I have mm -hmm. rubbed off on her. She has rubbed mm -hmm. off on me. Yes. Like, oh, I got this deal on this, you know, or I'm like, oh yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, let's get this, mm -hmm. you know, those different things mm -hmm. that's value, but balance, balance. But that's not the only thing though. Right. Like that's yeah. not, that's not the foundation. Mm -hmm. Right. And so many households, I feel like the foundation is strictly finances. You know yeah. what I mean? Fin again, finances is a, is a part and part. I'm not saying that. But yeah. especially when you have a family and you're raising kids, mm -hmm. right? They, your kids will not remember what they did for their third birthday. Mm -hmm. right? They're not going <laughs> to remember that you spent $3,000 or whatever it was, you know, have this yeah. huge party for their, their – and maybe that's just me being the penny pincher. Like I'm not one of those people that's big on having like a huge birthday on their on their first first, first birthday, birthday yeah. because I'm like <laughs> I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for my kid. My kid don't sure. care. You no. know what I mean? That's just me. No. But my kid uh, will remember at eight years old, at ten years old, at mm. seven, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, we went to the park. We played yeah. couch. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We play. I played dress up with my daughter. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. We we did little sing alongs together. What was it? Was a chanto or was it? A chanto. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like my my girls is gonna remember me singing with them, but I be dancing and stuff like that. Like they gonna remember those yeah. things. Of course. Because I can tell you right now, I remember way more moments than I remember what my parents got me. The the most to cut you to interrupt real quick. The, they say the most valuable. Um, thing that we have in life, the most the most valuable commodity is time. Absolutely, it's time. Absolutely, <laughs> your kids, they, they, your kids will never know how much money went through the house. Absolutely. Oh, they made two hundred thousand this year. They made five hundred thousand yeah. that year when I was two. No, all they're going to remember was was the time. Yeah, the time you spent, the time you invested in them. That's it. We can never get time away, but we can always get money back. I, no, I, I definitely agree with, and that's another thing. You actually stuck on another point where, mm -hmm. when you start understanding, um, when you have a different relationship with money, you understand that when you're doing certain things, money will gravitate towards you. Sure, you don't have to necessarily search for money. Sure, that's a whole another deeper thing. But oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's just one of those things that I, I feel like as as I had to really just think differently right because mm -hmm. that toy whatever my, my kids like uh was a dinosaur right now my youngest so mm -hmm. dino whatever dinosaur toy that dinosaur toy will break <laughs> right that's gonna break within, and then, within days yeah <laughs> and then it'll be thrown away or whatever the case is and they could be oh yeah. i really want this toy right yeah. cool but in the next year or two they're not gonna remember that toy no but what they will no. remember is oh dad you know what I remember we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. And that was so fun. We were playing games. And yeah. you know what? Oh, Dad, I remember you took it. Well, there's no beaches out here. But I remember you took us to the beach. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah. There is lakes out here. So 
to the lake, different things, those experiences. I remember being with you. Exactly. Exactly. Because I remember going to Big Bear um, growing up. I remember doing those type of things. But I can Mm -hmm. tell you, I don't remember a lot of stuff I got. Yeah. You know. Sure. So, yeah. That's good, man. That's good. That's good. Um, I I would say, too, I would say, too, um, just to to piggyback in that realm, um, different things that I've had time to do, you know, just with living um, a simplified life, not overly and unnecessarily complex um, is going on. And I know you do the same thing, but going on like daddy daughter dates. Yeah. You know, um, so I have two daughters and a son for those that don't know. Um, and with each daughter, um, I'm able to do it much more frequently now. Yeah. Um, but one-on-one time with my oldest, um, Lael, and yeah. we get a chance and she gets a chance to tell me what's going on in her life. You know, yeah. she told me, dad, they were talking about boyfriends at school. And I, yeah. I remember what you told me that, you know, I'm not, I don't need to worry about that. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so she, she is funny that she exposes different things to me yeah. to where it's like, we were just at home all day yesterday and you said nothing. But yeah. once we got along and had this time together, yeah. now you feel as if, you know what? I should share, I should share something that he doesn't know. Yeah. Right. Same thing with my seven-year-old daughter, Jaya, mm-hmm. and even not a daddy-daughter date, but we call it a daddy-son hangout with my son, Judah. You know, we go, I, took, I, I take him to the movies or Chuck E. Cheese, just me and him one-on-one time, yeah. you know, to the point to where they ask for it, like, hey, I want time with you. Yeah. They never ask me for money. Mm. Uh, you know, when we're in the store, they may ask for a toy, but yeah. one of the number one thing my kids ask for me is, I want to spend time with you. And they sure. say, not with them, just me and you. Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That every day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, so you know that they're accustomed to getting it. Yeah. So they're like, I crave it now because we crave what we have, what we had that we want again. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's so true. It's funny. Um, it's funny that you guys mentioned that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Junior, he plays basketball. So, um, mm-hmm. like this week I wasn't feeling good. Um, I don't know if I had a cold or my allergies or whatever, but, um, on Wednesday he was getting ready to go to his game and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, he knew that I wasn't feeling good. And he was like, Oh, you know, mom, are you, are you going to come? Yeah. And, you know, and he's so accustomed to me going to his sure. game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, Oh dang, like, why is he asking me that? But obviously, you know, he knew that I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So like yeah I'm gonna go like why are you it's not even a question and he was like oh well you know I know that you don't feel good and I'm like you know I told him I said hey it doesn't matter how bad I'm feeling or whatever Mm -hmm. as long as I am breathing I am going to be at any game that you have that I can make there we go there we go oh okay and then you know he ran off with Sean and I was like yeah like that's not even you know so I think that's kind of cool that you guys mentioned yeah. that. Time. Yeah. I love it. I love when it. he ran off, he ran off feeling secure. Yep. Mm-hmm. He ran off feeling validated. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And, and just filled up with love. Like my mommy, she just like those are the moments. I I, I just got to pause right there. Those yeah. are the moments. Yeah. To where they find something out about you, mm-hmm. and that something is for their benefit. That something is 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 the most impactful thing we can do. 
is yeah. affirm our kids and how we feel about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The more they find that out, because they'll never understand how much we love them, right? No. Yeah. But the more they find that out, the more they are able to function at the highest level possible for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're 20 minutes in on one question, huh? <laughs> 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 yes, yes. All right, here we go. Last question to close it out. Okay, let's see. Another 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right, last question. Mm-hmm. How can we as parents okay, help our children combat mental health issues? Mm-hmm. Um, I got a I, lot on that. <laughs> I, I think, um, well, like you touched on it too, like that, that mm-hmm. um, affirmation. Yes. You know, affirmation is, is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Also letting them understand their value, right, within themselves. Um, understanding that, you know, again, stuff that we're still working on as well, obviously, but, you know, what social media says, what what you might see on TV, those different things, right? Because that's another thing. With TV, I'm very conscious what the kids watch um, because it's programming your kids. I believe. Oh, right? 100%. There are certain things <laughs> that you'll see and now so they're like, oh, like, you know, um, for example, like I remember she doesn't think this anymore, but our, our youngest daughter, for example, she thought she thought basically her she wished her skin was white. Mm, right? Sure, sure. You see, like on YouTube, she would see like the little videos of girls, but there was never any black kids. Never mm. even kids, right? Oh, yeah. All yeah. that she see that playing with dolls and things like that. And so I had to be conscious of that. So that's why, you know, we, we constantly make sure that we tell our kids, hey, your skin is beautiful. Hey, you know, love your hair, all these different things, right? And we had to make sure that we're also what they're watching, we're paying attention to it, mm-hmm. right? Um, because mm-hmm. if, if not, the world will, will tell you what your kids are. Your, the world will tell you what the value is, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the world will tell you, you know, that, the, that your daughter should be, out here twerking and and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, only fan fan pages because that's where the money is, right? Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> like like that's just that's what it tells you right now. Like honestly, yeah. like okay, it, you're you're if you're quote unquote a baddie, if you're a woman that's attractive, you should mm-hmm. be doing this. Yeah, you yeah. you should, you should be on here selling cakes, mm-hmm. and I ain't talking mm-hmm. about it. Right. <laughs> yes. Like yes. Yes. That's what you should be doing like that's what it is, and then and then you know if you let it too, right? Then then our sons can be programmed and think that you know what you have to you have to spend your whole paycheck to keep these women. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, matter of fact, there is no good women. Mm. Right? So true. All, all that's, these, a, that's a narrative that's going around. Exactly. Right. All mm-hmm. these women think is. You know, they they get out here just wilding out, which isn't true, but yeah. that's that's the narrative, right? Um, just all these different things, these these toxic traits that we have now accepted because now you can't speak up on anything, you can't say anything. If you say that, you're mm-hmm. you're all of a sudden you have some type of phobia or you're you're being insensitive, or you know, so you have to be very conscious mm-hmm. of what your kids are watching, what they're being programmed, because if not, 
you know, they might see something of, you know what, a a, a dog and a, I don't know, and a, and a teen are dating. Yeah. Right. And, that, yeah. and that's the thing you're supposed to be doing. You know, you're like, wait, what? Like, where did this come from? Oh, yeah, I saw it on YouTube. So, yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Just sure. these, these things, you know, that, that you're that that these fake narratives, I feel like that we have to be so cautious of when it comes to our kids and and making mm-hmm. sure that they understand their wealth, because if we under, if, if they're able to understand their wealth and, and their value, it can help them with their mental battles that they're going to deal with. They're still going to deal with battles. That's, that's yes. what happened. Like, like I, I told my oldest before, like, man, it sucks because I know I can't prevent you from being, getting your heart broken. Yeah. Like I, like there's a good chance. Of mm-hmm. course, in my eyes, I hope, you know, that one guy you, you date and you guys marry and, and it's a fairy tale. <laughs> it's a fairy tale ending. Yeah. And all that. Hope for but, the best. <laughs> yeah. But, but I know reality in reality. Yeah. There's a good chance that you're going to have different relationships and they're not going to work out. Sure. Right? And at least one of them. At least one, right? And, mm-hmm. and I, and there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. But I can instill these values, right? Mm-hmm. These morals, um, let you know what your worth is, mm-hmm. and that can help combat some of those mental hurdles you are going to deal with because you are going to deal with them. They're coming. Yeah. That's just part of life. You just yes. can't avoid it. Oh yeah. You know? Um. So yeah, that's that's what I would say on on that as far as me, uh, what I would do, um, mm-hmm. or what I do now, I guess, as a parent too. Yeah, and, and myself, man, I think that's all good. Everything you said, I'm in full agreement with. Um, and in that same realm, um, I'm I'm big on <laughs> I'm big on preparation. And that's what you're saying. Preparing them for what's to come because you know what's to come. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's probably the number one thing parents can do for their kids. That's that's our number one job yeah. is um, the Bible says train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. So our, our primary duty is to train. Yeah. Um, and, and whenever someone is training, you know, any athlete that's training they're training because of what's to come. Absolutely. You know, we're not training just 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 because of training in and of itself, but I'm training because I'm trying to I'm trying to prepare myself for the obstacles obstacles that are, that I'm going to face and not just prepare just so I can face them but so I can conquer them. Mm. Which brings us to the conquer the chaos. I see. You know, you know, you know how I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, uh, the way I would say I do that, you know, with my children for mental health. Um, first and foremost, I would say a parent can't. You know, what did Jesus says? The blind can't lead the blind; otherwise, they both fall into a ditch, mm-hmm. right? So the first and foremost thing I have to do is 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 to get a grip on my mental health myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because how can I teach them what I have not learned? Um, so if, if there's any parents out there, cause I know I'm looking at the time, um, coming to a close in a few minutes, but if there's any parents out there to saying, what's the first thing I can do to help my kids? Well, help yourself. You know, you can't give what you don't have or direct our, our seat or reach out for help, um, from awesome coaches like Sean and Tiff, you know, reach out for help, um, um, uh, just for someone to partner with you in the parenting journey, because yeah. you don't have to do it alone and you shouldn't do it alone. We should be in a community of some sort, piggybacking things on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that personal responsibility is what I'm huge on. Who am I? I need to know who I am. I need to know what my assignment is for each one of my kids because each one of them are different. And I need to analyze them and study them so much so that I'm able to offer them things that are applicable to their journey. Mm. Um, and to, to that's speaking in a macro level, right? But on a micro level, I did some coaching with um, uh, one of the pastors um, that uh, has impacted my life, yeah. um, Richard Hobbin. Um, yeah. uh, Richard Hobbin, um, he, <laughs> I went through some coaching with him in 2020. And he taught me something that I wanted to share in this segment here that really impacted my life. And I've been teaching my kids. Mm. Um, but just if we get into a philosophical perspective, different people have different perspectives on what what humans are, you know, our existential value. Mm. Um, I said we was going to get a little deep, <laughs> you yeah. know, but I believe that we and I've learned this from uh, from Richard. But I believe that we are spiritual beings. We all are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Um, we And this is the way God has designed us. We have a body. We are spiritual beings. We have a body. Um, I'm sorry. We are spiritual beings. We have a soul and we live in a body. Mm. Um, um, and there's another guy I follow, a fitness guy, <laughs> David Goggins. Uh, many people know him. He has a large social media presence, even though he hates social media, which is hilarious. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm on here once a week just for you, my three million followers. Uh, but uh but he always says something that i adopted that correlates with what i learned from uh pastor richard which is um the most important conversation you will ever have is the conversation you have with yourself um Mm. that's the most important conversation you'll ever have so i had to learn that um and it has helped me overcome panic attacks um feelings of inadequacy um because now i understand we all, we all know that our minds, because we're talking about mental health, our minds have the um, ability to go places that we don't want them to go. Yeah. You know, I, like you said, on social media or even just walking down the street, you can see things that you don't want to react to or you don't want to obsess over and you end up doing it. Yeah. Oh, so now my mind, quote unquote, the proverbial have a have a mind of its own. <laughs> we heard that before. Yeah. Um, but what I've learned is for myself and what I'm teaching to my kids is I actually can control my mind. Mm. I actually can um, speak to my mind and tell it what to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, we we understand this on the lowest form of like affirmations. Let's get up and do affirmations. Um, um, but even in different moments, like my kids, uh, my youngest, he was talking about having bad dreams. And and especially my um, my my baby daughter, Jaya she dealt with like having bad dreams. And I said, repeat, I would literally have to get up in the middle of the night and tell her, repeat after me, I am Jaya. I am God's child. Um, I'm not going to think these things anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, um, I'm safe. Um, I have nothing to fear. And as she began to speak these things, and I experienced this myself, but as she began to speak these things, um, the the anxiety that she was experiencing, right, from these like they were extreme night terrors, yeah. like beyond night terrors to where they begin to affect her in the daytime, like mm-hmm. very extreme. But um, but as she began to speak these things, she began to take control of her mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And as she began to take control of her mind, well, then then she began to think on things that she wanted to think on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. and, and And that's that's. 
I believe that's just the power of humanity. That's the mm -hmm. power that God has given us. Like mm -hmm. if I'm thinking something negative, if I'm having toxic thoughts, I literally can tell myself, I'm not going to think this anymore. Yeah. Instead of just, oh, I can't control it. I keep thinking it and I just can't. I can't control it. you, you know. Yeah. Um, so as I learned that for myself with dealing with um, having panic attacks and just, you know, negative cycles of thought. Right. And I begin to speak to myself in a certain way that helps subside things and make me and just give me more control over who I am and what I think about. Yeah. Well, then I said, I actually can teach my kids this because if I'm just learning this, you know, at 37 years old, right? Then what happens if my daughter learns this at seven years old? Mm -hmm. Wow. So she's going to grow up having tools that I never had. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So I'm re I really am breaking cycles. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, so, yeah, helping my kids deal with mental health is, of course, with all of the things that we've shared, um, um, showing them love, spending quality time, you know, um, 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 also with, you know, their diet. I'm very concerned about what my kids are eating because that affects our mental health. The serotonin that's in our brain, certain foods can help aid the development of that, um, mm -hmm. which can put us, it increases your mood, puts you in a better mood. You mm -hmm. know, you're eating too much sugar. <laughs> well, sugar literally is proven scientifically to lower serotonin, yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, if it's not worked out, because that's just a bunch of energy that you're putting in your body. If it's not worked out, if it's not dealt with appropriately, then you literally can have such a low because it gives you such a high. You can have such a low that you experience depression. So I want to attack it from every different angle, the spiritual yeah. angle, you know, with our with our faith being the, the anchor of all of this, you know, um, the biological um, angle of how we take care of our bodies through diet and exercise, the emotional angle, you know, of, of being intimate with each other, you know, all of these different angles, we have to use every approach. And mm -hmm. I think it's through mediums like this, Conquer the Chaos, um, uh, what you guys are doing that's helping change, you know, the cycles that many families have in our, in our generation today of being a victim of mental health rather than, hey, it's my mental health and yeah. we all can get healthier. It's just a matter of knowing how and implementing what we know. Yeah. Stop, stop it there. Knowing I, how. I, I like that. I Real quick, too, as we about to close out, I just wanted to yeah. um, circle back because you said, like, <clears throat> like, you had to ask those questions within yourself first, right? Sure. Um, what do you do, though, with those parents? Like you said, like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. uh, either get you a coach or, you know, if you have to speak to a mm -hmm. therapist, whatever you need to do. But yeah. what do you do to those that they know that they can't necessarily do it alone, but mm -hmm. they're being prideful, especially, um, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in the line of, of business I'm doing, I notice a lot of times the mothers are more willing to mm. get that help. Sure. But the fathers are more prideful, yeah. right? Sure. Especially as men, but prideful. Yeah. I think there's like a, I think a lot of people still feel like there's a stigma behind mm. therapy, yeah. um, behind asking for help, all of that. Oh, yeah. So what, so what would you, what, just, you know, a suggestion, I guess, for those that, you know, maybe a father that's watching or something like that, what is something you would just suggest for them mm -hmm. to, to get over that, that hurdle, right? Sure. 
I would say, I would say, as you've already alluded to, if you are prideful, um, we know pride doesn't lead us anywhere good. Um, yeah. You know, we know our arrogance doesn't lead us anywhere good. It only leads us to destruction. So the first and foremost thing you must do is humble yourself. Um, begin to live a life of humility. Um, the Bible says, it says, those who raise themselves high, God will bring you low. And those who bring themselves low, God will raise you up. You know, so if you want to operate in a way that's most conducive to who you are as a human, <laughs> you know, humility is the number one thing. Um, and I would also quote um, a pastor in, in Hollywood, uh, my God brother's pastor of a church called Mosaic, Erwin um, uh, McManus. He's a, he's a philosopher. He's a great man. Um, and I read his book, The Way of the Warrior, which, which dealt with anxiety. And I got a lot of principles from there as well. But one of the things he said was, the future belongs to those who have the courage to create it. I say it one more time. The future belongs to those who have the courage to create it. So to all of the dads out there, um, to all of the moms out there, it's up to you to create the future that you want to have. Um, it's not up to the government. It's not up to um, um, your own uh, um, um, understanding of things, you know, completely. It's up to you to create the future by accessing every resource that is available to you. Mm. Um so create the future that you want for yourself and your children by taking the necessary steps to bring about health, yeah. whether it's physical health, spiritual health, or as we're talking about today, mental health. There are so many resources to help us get better um, and get healthier in every regard. So yeah. if you humble yourself and, and just admit, as we all have to come to the conclusion of one day um, that we don't know everything, yeah. And I probably need help from um, from others who may see things differently, who may have more experience or whatever the case may be. Um, but I need help. Jason needs help. Sean needs help. We all need help. Um, the future belongs to those who have the courage to create it. Create your future by taking the necessary steps to growth. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever that may be, I say do it. So, um, yeah, for me, I want to create the best future possible by the actions I take today. Yeah. Um, so, you know, allow your present to dictate your future and um, tuning in to podcasts like this, yeah, yeah. you know, connecting with people like yourself, I think is is a good start. Yeah. I like that. I like that, oh, yeah. man. Um, oh, yeah. Man, I mean, I hope <laughs> you guys are enjoying this like I, like I am. Uh, we definitely yeah. gonna have to set up another time just, you know, oh, yeah. on, on um, just on so many different things, man, because like I said, guys, Jason is, mm -hmm. is so knowledgeable and, and wears so many different hats. So, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, down the line, we definitely going to have you have you back on. Yeah, but, um, I would love it, man. I enjoyed this. And thank you for having me. You know, I appreciate the opportunity and I definitely would love to come back. Yeah. You know, ASAP. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would love it man and, um for those remember guys you know if you're listening or watching make sure you subscribe on yeah. podcasts it's on all platforms or youtube as well um also make sure you guys join the facebook group um if you're watching on youtube the link will be in um below so you'll be able to click on there to join the facebook group no perfect parent mm -hmm. um just a community where we uplift and, and help one another and things like that but again guys before you know, we get going. I like to remind you parents that you guys are an inspiration and to never downplay the impact that you have on your on, on your loved ones 
And just remember every day that you guys are conquering the chaos. See you guys next week. All right. Peace. <laughs> Isolate myself. Um, I wasn't yeah. cultivating healthy friendships um, outside of the home. I wasn't, mm -hmm. I was, I was in the home, but I was repeating that cycle from my father, which my father mm -hmm. was always there up until um, like the 11th grade when my parents separated. But other than that, my dad was always in a home with us. And we were, he was always there, but I felt that I, as I look back on it now, I'm like, I wonder if he dealt with, with um, depression, you know, mm -hmm. because he, you know, I feel like he dealt with isolationism, which is like, I want to pull away from everyone else um, to go to whatever this safe place is in my mind. And I'm not able to engage. Um, I'm not able to um, be present. Um, I'm, I'm succumbing to neglect. Uh, mm -hmm. of my kids, of my family, because I just can't take everything the world has to offer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it's a book called The Five Love Languages, many people, you know, have read that book and mostly people on this that are hearing probably have heard of it. But um, um, speaking your spouse's love language, speaking your kids' love language is huge um, because People are not going to feel love the way you think. Oh, well, I worked. I provided food. That was my dad's perspective. Like, yeah. you guys aren't starving. So obviously, you know, I love you. Why would I have to tell you? Why yeah. would I have to spend time with you? Why would I have to talk you through, you know, puberty and, and everything you're going through in life? <laughs> you know, why would yeah. I have to talk you through it when I'm providing? Yeah. Right. I'm providing. Um, but and I ventured into that. And that's 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 the crazy thing. The very thing that I said I would never do and the thing that I hated. One of the things I hated about my childhood was not being intimate with my dad, not having him kiss me on my forehead, mm -hmm. you know, as a young man, you know, yeah. and, 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 and give me that embrace that would provide the um, emotional security that I was yearning for. I yeah. actually ventured into that. Mm. Um, and, and I believe that was one of the most toxic periods, um, um, of, of my life, um, because it wasn't just about me. You know, I had toxic periods before I was married, before I had kids, but like, once you get married and have kids, it's like, you know what I, what I'm doing in my life is, a, is not just affecting me. It's affecting everyone around me yeah. um, because now they're in the deficit. You know, mm -hmm. the, we, we, we put our kids and our spouses, if we are married, we put our kids more so in an emotional deficit mm -hmm. because of isolating and not prioritizing time with them and not taking care of ourselves enough to be able to give and to be able to pour into them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, those two things, you know, uh, is what answered that question for me. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to put a pin on this. Yes. Don't put a yeah, pin on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be part one. Uh, I know y'all y'all probably like, what's next? <laughs> part, part one. Um, so we will have him on next week, guys. Next week, yeah. we will have him on. Mm. So be Right um, back. Yes, right back. So just in case, though, guys, really quick, um, if you haven't had a chance, tomorrow, tomorrow is the last day to sign up to self-elevation and reset mentality for better parenting. Mm dive into things just like this um so you could text me um 254-304-7543 just text me no perfect parent so you can get more information on this or you can email me at a dreamersambition at gmail.com um 
yeah, we we're, we dive into things just like this as well. But um, yeah, I, I, oh, also to join the Facebook, uh, No Perfect Parent Facebook community. Um, my boy Jace is on there as well, and, and yeah. some of his, his his people as well. So you know, definitely, definitely uh, join the community, and yeah. we will be back next week, guys. Um, but yeah. before, like always, right? Uh, I want to remind you guys that you guys are an inspiration and to never downplay, never downplay the impact that you have on your loved ones, right? And just remember, guys, that you guys are constantly conquering the chaos. See you soon.